February 19th, Joshua chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. As soon as Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had captured Ai and had devoted it to destruction, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, he feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city like one of the royal cities, and because it was greater than I, and all its men were warriors. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent to Hoham, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Japhia, king of Lachish, and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up to me and help me and let us strike Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and with the people of Israel. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered their forces and went up with all their armies, and encamped against Gibeon, and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp in Gilgal, saying, Do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly, and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites, who dwell in the hill country, are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valour. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal. And the Lord threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, and chased them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Makedah. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Horon, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died because of the hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. At that time Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon, in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Jashar? The sun stopped in the midst of heaven, and did not hurry to set for about a whole day. There has been no day like it before or since, when the Lord heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. So Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to the camp at Gilgal. How Big Is Your God? Elizabeth Maxwell, Lisa Riken. How Big Is Your God? Donald Gray Barnhouse, who preached in Philadelphia and traveled around the world as an evangelist, once described a conversation he had with a former professor who asked him if he was a big godder or a little godder. 
The professor explained that a big godder believes in a god who is omnipotent and can do amazing miracles, whereas a little godder believes in a limited god who can only do ordinary things. You can only believe Joshua chapter 10 verses 1 through 15 if you have a great, big, omnipotent God. Cynics, skeptics, and other little godders have a hard time with this passage. They do not believe that God is capable of killing with hailstones or preventing the sun from setting. They want to know how God could have sent such deadly hailstones or could have made the sun stand still. Did he perform some optical illusion? Did he slow down the rotation of the earth? We do not know exactly how these things happened, and it is unlikely that this passage will ever be explained well enough to satisfy the skeptics' questions. But if we believe in a big God who created the universe, then it is certainly possible that he could create hailstones large enough to kill a man or could cause the sun to stand still. In the short time that they had been in the promised land, the people of Israel had already seen how big God is. They had watched him work powerfully on their behalf. They had witnessed the walls of Jericho crumbling to the ground. They knew that God had helped Joshua conquer the city of Ai. Now they were being called upon to help the Gibeonites, who had deceived them into signing an ungodly treaty. When they were called to fight, Joshua and his army did not hesitate. They believed that God was big enough to fulfill his promises. Back in Joshua chapter 1, when God commanded Joshua to take his people across the Jordan River and into the Promised Land, he promised to be with Joshua and to cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Chapter 1, verse 6. Thus, Joshua believed that God was big enough to take the mess they had made with the Gibeonite treaty and use it for good. He had the courage to believe that God would fight for his people against the armies of the Canaanites. How big is your God? If he is big enough to conquer death and accomplish our salvation, then he is big enough to fight and win the little skirmishes of our daily lives. Believe that God is big enough to make the sun stand still, and you will know that God is big enough to deliver you. In Christ, He already has given you the biggest deliverance.